Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. You guys got to give me a little second. My voice is a little hoarse after watching the Isles get, uh, continue their 13-point streak last night in the Coliseum. Uh, but uh, we, we won't get into any hockey uh, right now. Um, but let's get with some uh, NBA action. Two of the games we want to highlight. The Rockets taking down the Clippers 102-93. to James Harden drops 47 points, 7 assists. Clint Capella gets a double-double of 20 points and 20 rebounds. And Russell Westbrook added 17 points. This was a game that saw uh, Clippers coach Doc Rivers given uh, two technicals and ejected in the fourth quarter. Uh, ironic, it was to the delight of uh, Austin Rivers, the uh, Rockets guard, his son, uh, that was pretty funny to watch. Uh, Rivers was upset about a mix-up with the timeouts, and he ended up uh, getting ejected in the fourth. For the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard finished with a double-double of 26 points and 12 rebounds. And in your boy, Lou Williams, still putting up points, 20 points, 7 My rebounds hero. off the bench. He's great. He is great. Uh, do you think they like if he keeps killing it? Are they going to put him on the roster? Or are they continue going to keep him off the bench because that's six. Ah, I is think his. He, that's a role. I think you if it ain't broke, don't fix exactly. it. Exactly, but I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I mean, he needs- and now also remember you got Paul George coming back too. Exactly. So hundred percent, you know, you could leave him in that role where right where he is. I wouldn't change a damn thing. There you go. He he is uh, probably the front runner for the sixth man right now. So uh, congrats to Lou Williams and keep it up. Um, let's go. Uh, uh, runner, eight games. Like what the hell are you talking about, front I mean, runner? He's, he's killing it off the bench oh, every single game. He's hitting yeah. double figures every single game. Joe, they have played what, 11 games, right? 11 games, Joe. Oh, that is what? An he's eighth the of the season? So that's like after two games of the NFL season. <laughs> All right? And we can make declarations after two games of an NFL season. I was telling you, Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson, so we can make awards right now. Come on. Do they play in Missouri? I just want to know that. Do they play in Missouri? Actually, I think it's Indiana. And I will say this also, by the way. The big question tonight is: This is a back-to-back. They're in New Orleans tonight. How much? What are the odds on whether or not Kawhi or Lou Williams actually plays tonight? The load management. Yep. Exactly. They go. I'm New shocked they played last night. I really am, because <laughs> usually they take off the first game of the back-to-back. So I'm shocked he even played in that game last night. Yeah, we'll wait and see what happens with Kawhi. Low management is still an issue. Uh, we'll see what happens if he continues to play in this back-to-back. I bet he tonight. stubs his toe today, and yeah. all of a sudden or- we'll be like, Kawhi. Oh, he's got uh, he's got toe pain. He's not going to be able he's to play. Or he Orleans sneezes to... like three times and yep. might be having yes. a cold. Yeah, he exactly. pulled his rib. Yeah, rib cage <laughs> pull on a sneeze. He has a there headache. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but switching to another L.A. team, the Lakers taking down the Warriors, a very plagued, injury-plagued Warriors, 120-94. LeBron James finished with a double-double of 23 points, 12 assists, and three quarters of play. There's load management for you. Kyle Kuzma jumped in and finished with 22 points and five rebounds. For the Warriors, D'Angelo Russell trying to help out, 21 points, eight assists, and Draymond Green was held to just 10 points and five assists. We'll switch over to the MLB, guys. The Cy Young winners are announced. Justin Verlander wins his second Cy Young in eight years, the longest drought in the uh, creation of the award. He got 17 votes, 13 votes worth to his teammate Garrett Cole, and he's the 20th pitcher to win multiple Cy Young awards. You know who the other one was? Jacob deGrom, the National League Cy Young winner. Seventh National League pitcher to win back-to-back. He received 29 of 30 votes. He joins Tom Seaver as the only other Met 
to win multiple ones. And he also joins uh, Randy Johnson, Greg Maddox, Sandy Koufax, Max Scherzer, uh, Clayton Kershaw as another and National League back-to-back winner. So that's a pretty that's prestigious list. Also, yeah. a pretty prestigious list, if you ask me. I mean, Sandy Koufax right there, that just sticks out to me personally. But uh, let's move to the NFL, guys. This Saturday, we got Colin Kaepernick's uh, workout routine. However, the NFL will not provide a list of personnel that will attend the workout. Sources told ESPN that the NFL agreed to give the Cap Camp a list of attendees. However, later, an NFL source told ESPN that that was never promised. Multiple teams have confirmed they will attend, but none have identified themselves by name. I mean, you guys mentioned it the other day. Like, it seems like it's just the NFL covering their own asses, you know, giving him a workout and, you know, just yep. making it seem Stick like it they're to whatever trying. the letter of the law on that exactly. settlement was. Exactly. But, but it's still not necessarily friendly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the least they could say. do is give them the list of attendees because half the teams won't even be there. So it's, you know. I mean, listen, every team, though, if they like what they see, they could reach out. Sure. You know? And I mean, and Cap, Cap's just trying, and his squad, they're trying to get ahead of the PR uh, narrative of it all. That's Absolutely. All. I just personally think, you know, in, in face, face to face interaction sure. uh, as opposed to video, you know, it is. Sure. But is. then, you know, call his agent and be like, hey, we want to have you in. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's totally fair. Totally that's fair. That's all you got to do. So we'll see what happens uh, if any NFL teams uh, jump in on this. We got some uh, NBA games tonight. The Mavericks take on the Knicks. It is the Porzingis return yeah. game to the Garden. You think they, they're probably going to boo him, you think, right? I mean, Video package, baby. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, they probably will give him a video. You think? Nah, yeah. they will not give Probably not. He really didn't do much for him. Uh, we also got Thursday Night Football. The Steelers heading to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Browns are three-point favorites. The over-under is 41.5, and, and the Steelers are plus 132 on the money line. College football action. Buffalo heads to Kent State, and North Carolina heads to Pittsburgh. Uh, we got some college basketball actions. San Jose State at Arizona. Towson heads to Florida. All right, that about does it for me. Going to send it back to the guys on Make It Rain, helping you win some cash this Thursday morning. listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Make it rain, hour number two on the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez, and we got some games to dive in here tonight across the board. College football, NFL, uh, and big. And, guys, this is so much fun, too. The Week 12 lineup for college football. And we spent some time yesterday, uh, Dane, talking about the committee and the the teams that they wanted and yada, 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 and who's going to be there. Uh, but it does, it does start this weekend, and we had mentioned it, the entire chaos universe in the playoff committee the nightmare that could be begins with Auburn this weekend. Auburn at home taking on a Georgia team that, listen, and a lot of people think Georgia's been a little bit overrated here this year, Dane, and not easy to win on the road, especially in Auburn. Oh, yeah, guys, Auburn coming off their bye at home. Had an extra yeah. week to prepare for this game. Gus Malzahn, rookie quarterback who has, uh, you know, a freshman quarterback, this kid, Bo Nix, much better at home than he's been on the road. He's not going to the swamp. He ain't going to Tuscaloosa. He's right home in his backyard taking on a Georgia team who, 
underachieved, but maybe dangerous. Maybe there are definitely some uh, some professional betters who think this team has been way overvalued for way too long, and it comes to a head this weekend. Dane, can you imagine? Georgia gets upended by Auburn, who also beat Oregon. Here we go. Let the chaos reign, Dane. Let the chaos reign. Listen, you know we've been for it, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I'm with it. In this point, basically, you want the lower-seeded team every single time, right? Every single time. Give me the Golden Gophers. (laughs) Give me Baylor. (laughs) I want, want, you know, (laughs) listen, I want Utah and Oregon to be a one-point game in the Pac-12 championship, right? I want, like, Georgia to lose. But then win the SEC championship game. You know what yep. I mean? So yep. there's, yeah, there is a path to uh, chaos reigning supreme. It's going to be fun to watch. I want whatever forces them to expand the playoff field. Cannot wait. I don't know. We'll take a look at that line. I might have to, uh, might have to hit the send button on Auburn here, Dave. We're going to have to take a look at that. All right, let's do it. it next. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. We got a big night here tonight. Definitely an opportunity for you guys to make it rain. And we'll do our best to get you there. He is Dane Martinez. I am Joe Ranieri. NFL tonight, of course, Pittsburgh taking on the Cleveland Browns on the road. That is going to start off uh, with what is a very interesting card this weekend, Dane. We've uh, we've touched on a bunch of these games here over the um uh, over the week uh, coming up, some of the interesting line movements, some of the things that we have seen uh, happening here as far as uh, pros versus Joes and where that line has uh, been drawn. And it appears that we no more evident than what we've got in tonight's game where the Steelers uh, continue to be the public favorite here, getting uh, over 65 percent of the bets. Uh, they're also getting, uh, they're getting just about, uh, 60% of the money too. So they're okay. getting, they are getting some love, but yet, like we said, we've seen this line. It ain't going nowhere, which means there is a uh, portion of the people betting this game. The big portion, apparently the bigger money guys are obviously keeping that line locked in at two and a half at this point. So you do have a. Pros are on Cleveland, and the public, well, they think that they've won four out of five, right? They got a better record. Cleveland, uh, you know, is at home. Freddie Kitchens on a short week can't be any good. I I get all of the – I get all of where the public is coming from, but the reality is this is just a bigger test for the Steelers as it is for Cleveland because they've got a – for uh, for all our purposes, they've got a guy that really hasn't won on the road. He's been home uh, the last uh, – it's a strange schedule for Pittsburgh, too. They've had like three games – four out of their last five have been home. You have a quarterback that uh, five out of the seven games he started hasn't been able to throw over 200 yards. 
And it's an AFC, you know, it's an AFC battle that these two teams know each other, divisional matchup. So it's not like uh, it's not like you can look at Pittsburgh and say they have this this significant edge that this is a travesty that they're a two and a half point underdog because they're not not and not by any stretch of the imagination. This ain't Big Ben. Yeah, that is true. I will say this, and it's important, Joe. Over on FanDuel, it's three, not two and a half. It's pushed up. Okay, okay good. It's so there three. you go. Yep, so that's important, right? That's that's a key number as we talk about. So that three really does mean something. And honestly, Joe, the plus three for Pittsburgh is now with the juice as well at minus 120. All right. So if you like the fact that it's got that key number of three, get it before it goes back down to 2.5. So I think that's an important point because we, you know, we talk about the timing of all these things and shopping around, Joe. Um, yep. Here. here The other thing you have said consistently for the last week or so, Joe, is the idea of divisional dogs this year, uh, dogs in general this year, right? Um, Road dogs in general. Like, aren't the dogs hitting that 60% clip? Mm -hmm. Um, And when I see that it got to three, that key number, and then you talk about how, oh, the division game, the nip and tuck, this is a good test for both of them. I could see a close game, Joe. I could see this being a close game and that field goal being real and that half point being real interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But I, we've, we kind of went back and forth on this a little bit earlier in the week because it sounds like you, you know, you're not, it's not the team you're warming up to, it's the number, but I think you're softening on Cleveland a little bit and I just am not, I refuse. I refuse to buy into Baker and this team and this drama even after the win. I just can't do it. I, I think that Baker and Freddie Kitchens, they are the dumpster fire. And I've called Mike Tomlin and the Steelers like I've given them credit because it could have gone off the rails with them, but they held the ship together. I'm going to lean to the professionalism and the coaching of Pittsburgh in this one. And I'm going to get three points in the division matchup. I lean towards Pittsburgh, but I'm excited to see how this one plays out. Uh, it, I, I think it's going to be a good game, but but please understand, yeah. um, I could care less emotionally softening up for one I team know. or the other. The only thing that matters to me is, can they help me make money? And that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. thing that matters at this particular point. I don't care if it's Freddie Kitchens, Adam Gase. Listen, I hate Adam Gase. I am emotionally attached to the Jets, and I'm going to bet them the win this weekend one way or the right. other. So, And I'm probably a fool for doing so, but... It just the matchup to me, it's all about the matchup and the talent on the field. And because it's a divisional game, because of the familiarity, because of the last four games, three out of the four have been covered by the home team. These are two teams that understand each other, understand the style of play. It's got to come down to the talent on the field. At some point in this game tonight, it's going to come down to which guys do you trust to make a play in the big moment? And I've got Mason Rudolph taking on Baker Mayfield and the weapons around him. And to me, the clear winner here is the Cleveland Browns with the players they have matching up against. It's a great defense, uh, Pittsburgh. Don't get me wrong. But, guys, they're 16th against the run. They are not a – they are not the – what we thought the, the Bears were last year. They're not a devastating front seven. They play – they get after the quarterback, and they oftentimes are able to pressure him into making some sakes in the, in the secondary. They're not stuffing the Cleveland run game, which happens to be the best part of their game. Nick Chubb and what Kareem Hunt now brings to this team is a totally different dimension 
that I don't think matches up well against what Pittsburgh does well. And then ultimately, somebody's got to make a play in this game, Dane, in, down the stretch. And if you trust Mason Rudolph and Juju Smith and and everybody else, by all means, take the three points. But to me, I'm going to take the home team on a short week, which I know historically has been a profitable bet, back the home team, and back the oh, team with the better running game. That better running game by far is with the Cleveland Browns. So that's my that's how my approach is. I don't care. Frank, I, I could care less. If they suck next week and I think they'll lose, I'll bet against them. I just happen to think the matchup tonight favors the home team on a Thursday night game. Listen, you know I always talk about the home team on Thursday night, the short week and the turnaround. I do think it impacts it. We see at times a much worse product out there and a lot of that, especially for the road team doing the travel. So I am not against that. I look at the Chubb, uh, by the way, you look at the Chubb prop bet, Joe, and it's 79 and a half rushing yards, okay? I agree with you. Listen, the Pittsburgh secondary with, you know, the acquisition of Minka Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. you know, they have been good. The way to attack them is via the run, and Nick Chubb is eminently capable of doing so. I think his prop bet is very interesting. The part that I disagree with you, and don't get me wrong, yeah, the players on the field got to make the plays. And if you talk about the talent advantage, I can't dispute that. I think, though, the coaching advantage is decidedly in the other locker room. And for me, that is also an indicator, especially if you believe this is a nip and tuck kind of game, especially if these teams are familiar with each other, then I think coaching is important. And I think Pittsburgh has the advantage on that side. You got three out there, guys, and you have the ability to be able to now at a better price, take the three points. But the market is telling you when they open this up like they did last week, by giving a six and two team three points like they did at Buffalo yep. and making Cleveland the home favorite, the odds makers are telling you the idea that the Browns are dead is ridiculous. That do not count them out. That in fact they are still very live in this in this whole season. So the odds makers are telling you, and now the numbers in the market are telling you where sixty percent of the money, sixty five percent of the bets are leaning towards Pittsburgh, and yet this line continues to move towards Cleveland. We know what that means. We means the bigger betters are saying, yeah, no, I'm going to take the home team on a Thursday night. I will say this. If this game was played on Sunday at 1 o'clock, Dane, I think we'd yeah. be, I'd be having a totally different conversation with you, I think, right now. If this game was okay. in Pittsburgh, I think I'd be having a totally different conversation. Yeah. It just happens to be the matchup in the, this situation right now. I don't think it favors the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it, maybe the under is a good place to look, too, here, guys, as well. What is the number... It's going to be 10 mile, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds tonight in Cleveland. It's been crappy all week there. I don't know. Maybe it's strictly James Conner versus Chubb and company. I don't know that we'll get to, what is it, 40, 41 now? It's 41 and a half. It's 41 and a half. It keeps going up. Oh, damn. So, you know, and with the three points, they're saying these teams are even on a neutral field. So what if it was in London, Joe, or Mexico City? Seven days versus three days of prepare. It makes a difference. You've said so yourself throughout the year. Home team. I have. I, Thursday yes, night. I like. I like the home, home team on Thursday night. I just can't. I just can't back Cleveland right now. I just can't. Mute the Jets. I just-
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, welcome back in here on this, uh, I can't believe it, November the 14th, a couple of weeks away from Thanksgiving. Crazy. Yeah, buddy. Thanksgiving uh, week there, of course, three games, another short week in the NFL. But before we get there, we've got um, we got a bunch of very interesting matchups here uh, this week in the NFL, including we talked about the, uh, the one tonight between Cleveland and Pittsburgh, which is going to be a pretty important uh, battle there. But let us not forget, there's a couple of other teams, Dane, that had been going hard left this year, and then all of a sudden last week they kind of turned the corner. We watched the yeah. Jets uh, win a game against the the Giants, and now you got to look at them taking on Washington as an underdog, and that's got to be a game where you're going, is this a trap? Are yeah. they a point and a half worse than the Washington Redskins with a rookie quarterback and total dysfunction? I mean, the Redskins might actually be the one team that is more dysfunctional than what the New York Jets are. You have to look at a Miami Dolphins team who is at home, has covered five straight now since Ryan Fitzpatrick has come in. Joe. They're streaking. They are without a doubt a cover machine, but they're yeah. also they're also getting a whole lot of points here in Miami, getting six points at home, taking on a Bills team who... Yep. Let's face it, offensively, not exactly a juggernaut of sorts here. Don't exactly blow people out. Right. In fact, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when they played, Miami outgained them in every statistical category on the board. They actually outplayed them in that game if it wasn't for a couple of turnovers. So yep. there's a you know, you look at this card and you're going, all right, what am I missing here? Like, why? Why are the Jets an underdog, and why is Buffalo laying almost a touchdown on the road? Because I think people are going to get, well, are the Jets the better team? If they are, shouldn't they be favored? Or the Dolphins, all they do is win now. So shouldn't they be getting a little more respect at home? So one at a time here, Joe. Uh, Remember, there is the three points right for home field. So what they're also saying by Washington being a one-point favorite at home is that they think the Jets are a better team by two points, you know, on a neutral site. Um, So they do think the Jets are a better team and like the power rankings and all that good stuff. But I'm comfortable taking the Jets here, Joe. And for me, this comes down to one thing and one thing only. I'm going to fade Dwayne Haskins until I see him win something. That's it. That is the end of the analysis, Joe. I will fade Dwayne Haskins until I see him win. Period. And Miami? Yeah. Miami, I think, listen, I, I'll take the points. I'll take the points with Miami. You'll take I the points you, as well. I mm-hmm. told you before. I asked you, like, <laughs> the Dolphins are a better team with Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
They just are. Mm. They are a competent offense with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You've been saying, right, they're a cover machine. He's like 5-1 and one ATS so far, I think, mm. Ryan Fitzpatrick. And you referenced the other thing that I, that I uh, lean on here. With a six, and it's six and a half, by the way, right now on FanDuel. It's six mm-hmm. and a half plus for Miami. Um, for me, the other thing, and we've talked about this, maybe it's a gambling you, Joe. The total's 40, right? Mm-hmm. So what that means also is that we don't trust the Bills' offense to, to do enough to kind of get that working margin. You know, I struggle to see how Buffalo puts up the high 20s that they kind of would need, in my opinion, to get this working margin. I think this is a – this profiles to me like a 2017 kind of game in general, and I just don't think the Bills' offense is dynamic enough to boat race someone. And because mm-hmm. of that and because of the improvement in the Miami offense that I've seen under Magic, I, uh, I'll take the points, Joe. And the back door could be open as well. I'll take the points. Give me the six and a half and give me the Jets also. Well, you also have another interesting uh, game here, too, that you got to try to figure out is what do you do with a Cincinnati Bengals team who yeah. is, at this point, the league's worst rookie quarterback that they made the switch into here? Didn't yeah. As bad as they lost against Baltimore, I think the whole point of starting Finley is because you need to see if yeah, there is something there. Right. And I think he did show in a tough spot. I think he showed he's got some skills there now. On the road, heading to Oakland, is this enough points? Is this enough points to make you go, wait a minute, why is Oakland favored by double digits against anybody? I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to lay the 10.5 here, Joe. Mm. I will lay the 10.5. We have been talking for the last, what, month about how uh, a few things. One, Oakland is outperforming expectations. Two, they were on the road for like two months, and now they're finally back home. Okay, so I think that's really good for them. You talk about Finley as the kind of rookie quarterback having to go on the road. That is different. I agree with you. He wasn't horrible, and it was a tough spot against Baltimore last week, especially after the game flow gets away from you and everyone knows you got to throw, right? So he was in a tough spot. I don't kind of prejudge him. But for me, what it comes down to, Joe, is not Ryan Finley. It's the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. They almost got Andy Dalton killed. And I think Oakland may be able to get pressure here. Oakland has a lot more to play for. And over time, we have seen that these larger lines should not necessarily scare us in 2019 when we're talking about these truly dumpster fire teams. Since he is one of them, I'm comfortable laying the points and going to the Raiders who are in the hunt for the AFC wildcard spot. They have to get this one done. I think they'll take care of business and have a working margin. Call it 27-10. Some of the uh, the bigger line movements thus far in the market is uh, are a lot of those games we touched on here. The Bills uh, opened up as uh, seven and a half points, uh, a favorite on the road, but that's been uh, that's been bet down to six now, six and a half in some places. So. They've come off that number a little bit, the market, as have the Cardinals and the 49ers. This is interesting. The Cardinals and 49ers opened up as a uh, San Francisco 13.5-point favorite, almost two touchdowns. But it's down to 11, 11 11.5 in a lot of places. So it's coming down off of that original opening line, as is the Bengals and the Raiders. Now, the Raiders, a look-ahead line for this game, Oakland was 8.5-point favorite. And then after what we obviously witnessed there against Baltimore, this line is settled somewhere around 10 and a half, somewhere in that ballpark there. 
and the Falcons, too. The look-ahead line was the Panthers laying seven. But then we watched Atlanta win right on the road. So now that line is somewhere around five, five and a half. So the look-ahead lines had pretty much all of those games. Uh, the numbers were bigger towards the favorites as opposed. But we've seen in some cases it go back to the underdogs here. I mean, yeah. the Cardinals, the Dolphins, yeah. the it went up in the, the Bengals game because, you know, how terrible they looked. But right. the Falcons game, that was a touchdown look-ahead line with Carolina. Now it's five, five and a half. And you're not a big believer in what you witnessed there the uh, last week for Atlanta. No, I think that was kind of them getting up after the bye, their division matchup, their big one. Um, it is a ton of points, though. Okay? It is a ton mm. of points still, the Atlanta one. Um, it's five and a half I'm staring at. And I think Carolina has more on the line. I think I, I, I kind of think Atlanta just popped off that one game. Remember, there also it doesn't look like there'll be Devontae Freeman for the Atlanta Falcons. Right. And the injuries is what I wanted to mention in a different one. That San Francisco-Arizona game. Joe, yes. when you talk about the look-ahead lines, right? And we all were waxing poetic about that Monday night football game. And it mm -hmm. was a great game, right? They played almost five quarters. But one of the stories of that game that we haven't talked about too much, Joe, is San Fran got banged up, Joe. Honestly, mm -hmm. Manny Sanders with the ribs. They're now saying Matt Breida with an ankle could miss multiple weeks, okay? Kittle, they're saying is still like they're hopeful, but they ain't mm -hmm. talking about him for sure. Um, this, the offensive tackle, Joe Staley, who just came back, broke like his thumb or fingers having surgery. He's going to miss some time, they think. So, Joe, honestly, that offense, potentially without Breida, Manny Sanders and George Kittle. Um, I think that's part of the reason that there was an impact from the look ahead line, right? After yep. that game, they are a different offense and different offensive personnel. That could be it. And we've also talked about what happens if Jimmy G is forced to, you know, put it on his arm and without Breida Sanders and Kittle, I think the back door could be open for Arizona. Yeah. And listen, they, it wasn't like, they just played recently. It wasn't like the 49ers ran over. It was another close game. 49ers were that not Thursday able night to cover. One, right? yeah. yeah, they weren't able to cover. So there's not like uh, it's kind of recent. So only this time the 49ers will be at home. But the, all of those games are very intriguing from that standpoint, as is, Dane, anytime we get Anytime we get games where we start talking 80% of the tickets ah, kind of thing. 80-20 rule, yeah. Anytime we start getting to that, it's, you know, it's one of our favorite profitable strategies to fade the public. Uh, usually when you get 80% of anything backing, it's usually, yeah, it usually means the public has a darling. And the public has a darling this week. And it's, uh, they are the New England Patriots coming off a bye week. Heading yeah. to Philadelphia on the road. And, guys, they are 80% uh, of the action. Uh, actually, even probably more at this point. Uh, they're getting 80% of the tickets. And, yeah, they're also getting, eh, getting a lot of money, too, as well. So, I mean, you are looking at a team that everyone seems to think coming off the bye, that's what we're doing. This is one of those spots where you got to make a decision. Am I siding with the public or... Do I take into consideration that it's the the Patriots, or do I also realize that, you know, listen, Philadelphia is coming off a bye as well. Philadelphia yep. is at home. Uh, where do you go in this game? Do you automatically, because usually we automatically fade these types of games. 
Yeah, give me Philly with three and a half points at home, Joe. Mm. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the week. Philly also coming off a bye. I'll take the three. I'll take that hook. That hook is real attractive to me because one thing I do know is that this Eagles offense, they have started to discover Jordan Howard at the run game. Mm-hmm. And to me, what that makes them is that makes them diverse enough that they can do it with the run or the pass. Um, so I like I like Philly. And we've talked about how the schedule gets tougher for the Patriots. And this could be a representation of that. Big time. All right, we'll take a look at the card. Mega Rain plays coming up. Cannon. The grid. Sports grid down. Cannon. 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 Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a points bet sports wagering account. You can enter the promo code grid. You can get yourself two, that's right, two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. And in addition to traditional betting, points bet, while they offer their own betting concept where you are rewarded by how much you win your bet by. So, for example, if you're going to hop on in tonight's uh, NFL game between the Browns and the Steelers, And let's say you bet the Browns uh, minus three, but they beat the Steelers by five. Well, then you receive five times your bet. How cool is that? It's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Promo code grid. Two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And welcome in here to Make It Rain. As we look to give you the edge here tonight in these matchups on sportsgrid.com, he is Dane Martinez. I am Joe Ranieri. And again, we've got six NBA, eight NHL, 18 college basketball games, two college basketball, uh, two college football games, and then the Steelers and the Browns here. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm stuck looking at this total now, Dane. You got me interested with the Steelers-Browns. You had mentioned that, Somebody's got to be pounding the over here because it's actually creeping up. You said it's 41 and a half. And this a half. opened up at 40. And the mm. forecast uh, that I'm seeing at the dog pound here is we're looking at anywhere from 10 to 15 mile per hour winds in the stadium. And we know, of course, that, listen, 10 mile per hour wind, double digits, sustained winds at any football game. Unders have been extremely profitable since 2005. We know divisional unders already, Dane. These midweek games, divisional unders, been profitable all year long. Yeah. Primetime unders, 19 and 12, 61% on the season. Divisional unders, 25 and 18, 58% on the season. Couple into double digit wind. What am I missing here, man? Why this number's creeping up here? What am I missing? That is interesting. I'm not sure, Joe. What about what about like the first half? I know you love those first half yeah, unders. Yeah, what? There you go. There you go. What you is know, that so that's there. I'm 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 staring at 20 20.5. Less than three touchdowns. Damn. Yeah, that's a 10-10. That's 10-10. 
That's 10-10, right? Or 10-7, somewhere in that yep. ballpark there? 13-7, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this uh, is, you know, maybe you don't have the big 53-yard field goal at the end of the half because of the wind, you know? Because of the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Gabe always loves, and, and shout-out to uh, Homicide, right, that's doing their tour mm-hmm. this week. You know, you got your boy uh, Mike Blewett filling in, so big yep. shout-out to him. But um, I know Gabe also loves that long field goal prop, Joe, mm-hmm. right? And so yep. maybe uh, maybe not today so much with the uh, with the wind. Uh, that's the whole thing to me is I'm going to watch that uh, that weather report closer to yeah, game time yeah, yeah. because if, if that starts – and you know how it is. We've seen this before in Cleveland where it gets um, – it starts blowing sideways there. Yeah. Good luck trying to try to chuck a pass in that or kick a, you know, a more than 40-yard field goal. But I will keep – that's an interesting number to me because like it goes against what under, we Joe. know. I like this first half under. Completely against what we know here all year long with primetime unders and divisional yeah. unders, and yet 21. And the other thing you said, the other thing you said, Joe, is you know mm. the way to attack the Steelers' defense is via the run. Right. What the Browns do best is Nick Chubb. That could be a slow-paced, you know, I, that could profile to a slower-paced clock-running running game. And don't forget, James Conner returns for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Yeah. So they may – and remember, when Conner was out, uh, I know this from the fantasy world, Joe, Jalen Samuels wasn't really able to run the ball, but he had like right. 12, 13 catches out of the backfield, mm-hmm. if you yep. remember that. That is going to change a little bit. Pittsburgh's going to be a little bit more run-heavy as well now that their horse Connor is back, right? So I could see a universe where these guys are running a little bit more, and then you know the saying, Joe, how it quote-unquote opens up in the second half, right? That is what I could see as the profile for this game. So I could see this first half under at 20 and a half. Yeah, this is going to be uh, – that total is definitely something I would keep an eye on, guys. Why not? Uh, with that weather, it could be getting worse as the day goes on there. And, yep, that uh, that number of 41, 41 and a half, and also the first half at 20 and a half, trying to keep it under three touchdowns. I think that's absolutely feasible because I do believe, like you said, Connor back. You've got, you know, Nick Chubb and company. I don't know I, either of these two teams. Uh, especially Pittsburgh. Think about it, guys. Mason Rudolph, five of the seven starts. He hasn't thrown 200 yards. So I do think they'll continue on the road to be a little conservative. That under, to me, is looking real, real juicy there, Dane. Hey, I'm Joe, kind of... Uh, 20 and a half. Would you I'm take thinking, that 20 man. on the number? Yep. I like Which, them under, both of them. Even at yep, 20? I, you don't need that half point? Is it down to 20 now? In some places, it's 20. In some places, I see 20 and a half. In some places, I see 20. So I know I agree with you. I like it at 20 and a half. Do you right. still like it at 20, Joe? Yeah. I mean, what's the worst thing I would do? A push? I, I mean, everyone, it, you'd right. love the hook. But, yeah, I'm just, you know, that's – I still think 9-3, you know. Not that. Really? Look at what Buffalo was last week with them, right? Yeah, Buffalo listen, with I'm, that. I'm with you. That, I was think now, that wasn't even know, close. AFC North rivalry, punching yeah. each other in the mouth. It's starting to get howly out there. Yeah. And, yep. But, you know, that's all the fun stuff, right? But the real thing is I do believe both of these teams are going to try to run the ball tonight. You also have another interesting it was, uh, it was said, and I'm looking forward to watching this game this weekend, Dane, because he's back, and, and that is Nick Foles is back both under center for Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett says he is playing, so they have announced him that he is ready to go. Uh, It was an absolute dumpster fire there. The last game with Brian Hoyer at home for them to lose to Miami was unbelievable. But 
They got him back. The 26-year-old Brissett says he's ready to go. Frank Wright says full participant in practice all week long. He is ready to go, barring any setbacks. I find this game fascinating here with the yeah. whole Nick Foles returning and, and Brissett. How good is Nick Foles going to be? How good does he need to be? Are we going to see in this one without T.Y. Hilton just a whole lot of running again? I find this one fascinating, this game. Yeah, this I was going to bring this one up too, Joe. This is an important game uh, mm-hmm. in in the AFC, <laughs> you yeah. know, to be quite honest. Remember, the NFC, I think, is top heavy. We got teams like Minnesota and Seattle with seven and eight wins that are in wild card position. In the AFC, you need to only got about like five wins to be in the conversation. And that's where the Colts are. Jaguars are right there as well. And both of these teams, you know, in those locker rooms, Joe, both mm-hmm. of these teams are like, we got our QB one back. Let's roll to borrow Gabe, right? So I think this is very interesting for like, you know, second place in that division. And uh, I am intrigued to see, honestly, I'm intrigued to see what the Jaguars look like because Minshew mm-hmm. has started to turn into a pumpkin that we thought would happen after like a month and a half. I want to know what does this mean for Leonard Fournette's workload? What does this mean for guys like uh, DJ Chark versus D.D. Westbrook, you know, because does Foles have a different primary target than when we've seen at a Minshew locking eyes on, you know, say Chark? Um, This is going to be very interesting to me. I'm excited to see what the Jags offense looks like now that they're back to Nick Foles. And it's funny, too, a typical Nick Foles fashion. You know, they were asking him about Gardner Minshew and and Foles is like, I I could not be you know, I'm prouder of this guy and what he's done. He's like, it's really been, you know, in, in total Nick Foles, great classiness. He's like, it's been a pleasure watching this kid grow and da-da-da. And he's like, this kid, he's like, and I thought this was funny. He was like, I was him once, you know? That's I was that exactly. young player, you know, that had to that had to that go. Was- and I think, listen, maybe the best thing for Minshew is that he kind of gets to take a back seat now and watch and learn from a guy that's got a Super Bowl ring that has been exactly who he was, Gardner yes. Minshew. It, it could not have worked out better for this kid. I do think in five years from now, Dane, Gardner Minshew is going to have his own team. He's going to be a starter. I don't know if it's Jacksonville or not, but huh. I do think the kid is at least proved enough that he belongs as one of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. See, that's interesting, Joe. I, I take it a... <sighs> I don't know if I go that far. I believe that Gardner Minshew has done great, and I believe that, in essence, I don't think he's become, he's going to be a starter in five years and all that stuff like you say. I think, though, it's even better. I think he has locked himself in for the next, you know, six, seven years to be like Chase Daniel, Colt McCoy, these kinds of guys who will always be uh, a backup type but that there is a market for. We've talked about like how Chase Daniel, he's earned what, like $60 million and have only had to risk his body like 20 times. That's the career path I see for Minshew as like a career QB two that's kind of beloved by their fan base. And that's a pretty good situation, whether he's got to prove it or not, because all that will happen for me with more exposure, is his stock will fall a little bit. I think he's sitting pretty and put him in mothballs. He gets to preserve that Minshew mania reputation, and that's what I think he's going to need for an eight-year career. Well, his next contract is going to be very interesting because he'll be on this rookie deal. You think he'll get paid as a starter? He will. um, I think that's going to be the very interesting thing to see what happens with him because he's going to – do I trust Nick Foles to stay healthy again for another 16 games or so? 
you, you, you know, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon, but oh, right. That's it's fine. fun. Jacksonville has got some up. leverage here because of his contract, because he's on a rookie scale. And if right. Jacksonville needs to go out and get some pieces, they're locked $80 million in a Nick Foles whether they want it or not. So maybe, just maybe, this kid gets dangled because there are, let's face it, guys, a lot of right. quarterback-deficient franchises that would gladly take a guy that's already proven he can win as a rookie in the NFL, I think this is, he's going to be just fine. And like you said, whether that means he's a starter in five years or he's going to make a lot of money, you know, look at Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's all good. (laughs) Look at (laughs) Ryan Fitzpatrick, guys. Ryan Fitzpatrick's making a lot of money in his his career. Has he made a hundred million? What is his total? How much? Probably. I'll check. I can I'm check right now. I'm wondering his total. How long has he been in the league now? Ten? No, it's more than that. It's got to be more than that. It's thir- You're talking 13 about 13 or 14 right? years. You're talking about fifth? right? It's got to be 13, 14. He was with originally what, when he came into the league originally because he's been with seven teams now, right? Miami's the seventh team. That yeah. means he's had to have at least three contracts, right? Three to four contracts. I I gotta think he's got to be close to that hundred million dollar mark, man. All right, so let me see. And who would draft him? When, when did he come into the league? Seven years. Um, 14 years in the league, Joe. 14. Damn. He started with the Rams in 05. Rams, then to the Bengals, then four years with the Bills, one in Tennessee, one in Houston, two with the Jets, two in Tampa, and now, um, you know, Miami. the one in Miami. But no, Joe. No. He's like... His salaries have never been really big. In Buffalo, he had one year of 13 mil. Okay. Then with the Jets, like even the two years with the Jets, 12 mm-hmm. million and 3 million. His contracts have been like 3 million a year. So his total earnings that I see here, at least, and I'm looking at sporttrack.com, which I trust for this financial stuff. Sure. Uh, what do you think it is, Joe? What do you say? You think it's not 100 million? Uh, so it's 70, 75, yeah, somewhere 63, in there? 63 million. Over oh, that poor bastard. Seasons. 14 years and $63 million. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. Listen, I'll take it. I think I'm going to look up two others. I'm going to look up Chase Daniel. Yeah, what, I'm gonna look that's up a good point. Yep, yep, yep. Chase Daniel and couple, And maybe even, you know who else? And we don't talk about him as much as this area. Tyrod Taylor. Another guy. Yep. You know what good I mean? Point. Like, yep. had a chance. And maybe that's the Minshew thing also. Like, maybe he gets a chance to be a starter, but it's one of those bridge kind of things where the team mm-hmm. was like, all right, we'll give Minshew a shot, but we'll also draft the guy. You know, that kind of thing. I could see that being his path. Like a Tyrod. Yep. One of those fringe guys, a Teddy Bridgewater. You know, something like that. He may get yep. a shot, but not an undisputed chance. There'll always be competition. In the now, crazier things that happen. Bottom line is... He's definitely not Luke Fall. <laughs> All right, morning after is next. Daniel, I'll be back breaking it down tomorrow. Good luck tonight, guys. Have a good NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Did you miss me? Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. And I don't want to miss a thing.
we all might hate coaches, but the bottom line is if you see the improvement, then, you know, sure. you can hate them all you want as long as it, as long as you're a better person for it. You know, right. and I'm sure you've played. I played with coach. I couldn't stand, but you know uh, what? I, I, was, I was probably the well, best at my job. That's right. Yeah, making me uncomfortable was good. But at the same time, if you can't get there yourself and if, if he's going there, I just can't do it with the way this guy's going. I think we'll know the answer coming up at the end of the year. I mean, they might. I mean, you look at the schedule. First of all, it starts with Washington, okay? Yeah, if you can't fun. beat the Washington Redskins and and this game, and I do believe it's only a point and a half, Dane. They're actually underdogs in this game, okay? They're underdogs in this damn Washington game. So if you can't win this game, what, what conversation are we having on Monday? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is what What is left to say? Like, what is left to say? And I think that's the sad part because it's that thin. That line we're talking about is that it's a loss away to a team like Washington, I think, from being completely blurred. Yeah. I mean, listen, they beat the Giants, right, in their last game. And that's a similar situation. Another team on their schedule that ain't going anywhere, you know. But, Joe, Washington, Cincy, Miami. I I, Like, they're going to win. I think they win two of those three games at least. That gets them to four wins. Could they? Their other games, Joe, you know, Oakland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Can they get another one in there? If they, like, that's them going 5-11, and 11, then they're not, you know, they're not the biggest dumpster fire in the conference. You know, then they have, like, this five or six pick. And I hear you, like, then, listen, we saw it all, and we think it's pathetic, right? But then... When you add things like no C.J. Mosley, when you add things like the mononucleosis, right, does Gaze have kind of like an out, an excuse, a rationale that Christopher Johnson and the powers that be can look back and whether we agree with it or not, be like, yeah, he deserves a longer leash. He deserves another shot at it. Yep. I I don't want that to be the case, but I think, unfortunately, right. if he's sitting yeah. at 5 and 11, that's the way it's going to go down. And you know what it is? The simple fact that your owner has to come out with that statement tells you, I think, everything everything that's you right. need to know, right? I mean, that's, that's, right. that's basically it. And first of all, why is it the owner and why is it not? You know, where is the general manager in this that you hired? Isn't he supposed to be the liaison between the owner and the coaching? Like, isn't it all supposed to go? I haven't heard boo from Joe Douglas yet. Boo, have I heard from him? Maybe he's not a, you know, maybe he's a behind-the-scenes kind of guy instead. In New York? (laughs) 